about the time we face Welcome to the Marvel D&T Evolution Podcast News Edition. Uh, I am your host, Jarian Gibson. Uh, we are a little bit behind on the news lately, uh, but we're going to get caught up today. So, first, let's talk about the Guardians Holiday Special. Uh, James Gunn has said he will introduce one of the greatest MCU characters in, in the Guardians Holiday Special. Um, he tweeted, in my incredibly subjective and admittedly often odd opinion, we will be introducing one of the greatest MCU characters of all time. Um, now, could this be Monarch Starstalker, played by Nathan Fillion? We know that he's wanting to be in the MCU. He's had some smaller roles. Um, could it be Beta Ray Bill finally making an appearance? Um, it's not Adam Morlack, because we know the casting of Will Poulter. Uh, could it be Sentry? Could it be Machine Man? Uh, it could be Nova, um, but most likely it's going to be probably Santa Claus, given that's one of the greatest MCU characters of all time, and it's going to be during the holiday season. Uh, the working title for the Guardians holiday special will be Pop-Tart. Now let's move on to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Um, we have a casting for Adam Warlock. Um, that is going to be Will Poulter. If you're not familiar with him, he's been in Black Mirror, we're the Millers, Maze Runner, and Detroit. Um, so looking forward to seeing him, uh, seeing him get into Marvel shape, and what he brings to the role that we're finally getting Adam Warlock after the tease at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Um, James Gunn has announced on Twitter that casting has wrapped. So it looks like everyone is good to go um, for that, and um, looking forward to see that as that show is starting production. The working title for Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is Hot Christmas. Now let's talk about Shang-Chi. Uh, Shang-Chi has crossed 400 million worldwide. This is the third film to do that, but without a China release. Um, some other things too, some news that came out about Shang-Chi is that early drafts of Shang-Chi were too crazy for Marvel execs. In an interview with Yahoo Entertainment, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings director, Destin Daniel Cretton, and writer David Callahan gave some insight into the development process of the film. According to Callahan, some of the early ideas pitched were too crazy to make the final cut. Uh, in a quote in the interview, he said, We were doing some pretty weird stuff at the beginning before executive producer Jonathan Swartz kind of pulled us back. He knows the world. I think Destin and I, when we got there, were like, we can do anything, it's Marvel. No idea was off the table to begin with, to be honest, which is really cool of Marvel. To let, to let the team explore a little bit, and then eventually, they tell you you can't do that, that's too crazy, or we're doing that somewhere else, but we can't talk about that kind of thing. I mean, at one point, there was a moment when Shang-Chi had a brother that was left behind with a dad, rather than a sister, that was early on. And there's inspirations from comics for that character. And I like the brother, like, turn into a monster at one point. Um, also been rumored uh, is a Ten Ring Disney Plus spinoff starring Xia Ling. So that's a rumor now. Uh, hopefully we'll find stuff out on Disney Plus Day uh, if that comes true. Um, also rumored is that the Shang-Chi sequel is headed to production in 2023. Now let's talk about Eternals. I'm not going to go too deep into Eternals. Um, on our podcast in the last two episodes, we have our preview 
and also our review that are out there. So make sure to go listen to those for the full, our, our full breakdown of Eternals. But I want to get into some things that the director, uh, Chloe Zhao, has said. Uh, one of them teasing Crow's motivation. I think the only thing I can say, he's very unique. I think, in a way, I would say he's an accident in evolution, and there is a great debate around the right for someone like him to exist. Um, she also addresses that the, the movie could have been longer uh, to explore the full MCU timeline. She went to say, it could be longer. You know, it's 10 characters, the Celestials, and 7,000 years. There's a lot going on. Uh, Zhao also uh, addressed uh, gender swaps in the film. When I became, when I came to the process at the beginning, I read a treatment that I believe Kevin made and the team at Marvel Studios put together, and those decisions were made. That's probably one of the reasons that really drew me to it. I thought it just wasn't, oh, let's throw a bunch of characters. It was very specifically chosen, like the leader of the team, to be a mother figure. It was a very easy decision we made on purpose. Uh, Kevin Feige also said on producer Nate Moore, as Nate Moore was advocating for this project, you can't do the history of humanity without the heroes looking like a cross-section of humanity. Uh, and that was really what the goal was. Uh, Angelina Jolie also uh, addressed uh, the, the, the feedback and the, the backlash on Fastos uh, in Eternals. She went to say, I'm sad for those audiences, and I'm proud of Marvel for refusing to cut those scenes out. I still don't understand how we live in a world today where there's still people who would not see the family Fastos has and the beauty of the relationship and that love. How anybody is angry about it, threatened by it, doesn't approve or appreciate it, is ignorant. Which I agree with her. I thought they did it well in the movie. I don't understand the backlash. It's part of life. Now, Leah McHugh, who does play Sprite, uh, she was uh, surprised by the Eternals' changes. Uh, she went to say that one of the after-credit scenes, I was surprised. I watched like a rough cut of the movie before I saw the final cut, and I actually was surprised by a few things. I can't say too much about it, but yeah, there were a few things that were changed that I was surprised. She also went on to address her future in the MCU. She said, you know, as a kid, you sort of daydream about different crazy things that don't ever really come true. And I never thought in a million years that I would play a superhero because there's never been uh, a kid superhero, especially at this level in the MCU. So when I got this part, I was absolutely shocked and it's been special that I'm the youngest superhero in the MCU. I've officially gotten that title. I really can't comment on any future movies. They don't tell me anything, so you probably know more than I do. Sprite also went on to address um, she's open to work uh, voice for animated series when asked about voice in Sprite. She went to say, I mean, I don't know. I'm probably open to anything. Selma Hayek has also addressed her future in the MCU. She did say that she did sign multiple movie deals. It was kind of fun being part of this secret society that you have to protect so fearlessly. Also, one last thing regarding the Eternals. Originally, there were supposed to be 12 Eternals instead of 10, and one of them uh, planned that they included the plan was El Vero, I'm sorry, El Vampiro, who also was a wrestler uh, in, in the comics. So, interesting that they went from 12 to 10, but I thought 10 was a good balance, and I think 12 may have been overkill if they went that route. Hopefully, you know, depending on what, what you know, they do with uh, Eternals going forward, Maybe we'll see more. Maybe we'll see El Vampiro eventually. But, um, you know, if you've seen the movie, um, you know there's breadcrumbs out there of where things are going. Now let's address Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. A new logo did surface with the Sanctum in Wanda's headpiece slash Tiara. Um, it's the Sanctum window with Wanda's headpiece 
emblem in it appears to be a crew gift. So crew gift got nice hats. Um, I pictured, I posted the pictures to the group. Um, and so it looks like we have some logos out there. Also, too, in the news, Doctor Strange may face off against Ultron Sentries and Multiversal Sequel. It'll be for one of the universe's strange visits, but the natural connection would be with the recent reveal of an Infinity Stone-wielding Ultron who is taking on the Watcher. Is this a what-if connection? Um, or is this, or in one of these universes, are they going to build out the Illuminati? Um, Doctor Strange is there. Um, we know Namor's coming. Um, you know, the fire placements for Black Panther and Tony Stark. Um, so I'm interested to see if anything in Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness leads anything towards the Illuminati. Now let's address Venom, let there be carnage. Um, it did break the Black Widow, uh, Black Widow re uh, record on opening weekend. Um, Sony Pictures Venom, let there be carnage has grossed 90.1 million at the opening weekend box office, domestic box, domestic box office, according to Deadline Reports. Um, this is the best start to any at the box office since 2019 Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. So Venom did do pretty well. Seems like movie theaters are doing well after some of the hesitation with the pandemic. Um, the sequel also overshot tracking predictions of 60 to 80 million. So it did get a hot start and it brought in more than the original Venom, um, 80 million opening weekend in 2018. Um, now, you know, Venom was a good, I thought Venom was a good movie. I more enjoyed uh, the banter between Eddie and uh, Venom. Um, there were some things I didn't like about the movie, uh, but both Venom movies, um, I did enjoy the, the banter between Eddie uh, and Venom. Now let's move on to Thor, Love, and Thunder. Uh, there's a casting listing that hints at Valkyrie Warrior Return. So based on a listing from Star Now, Australian fashion and accessory designer Vivian Tung will be an extra portraying a Valkyrie as Guardian in Love uh, and Thunder. Is this a flashback scene? Um, who, who knows? Uh, interesting to see how they play this out, since we think that all the Valkyrie, um, besides Tessa Thompson's Valkyrie, uh, are gone. But um, some more news on this. It's also likely that Valkyrie is not the lone survivor of Hela's tragic attack, and there can be more warriors like her lurking within the Nine Realms. Uh, given that a Valkyrie is already the Queen of New Asgard, there's a chance that these survivors might seek refuge on Earth, knowing full well that a fellow warrior is now the head of the table. Um, one thing to, to note, too, as well, it would have been cool to see possibly a Valkyrie fighting uh, in Shang-Chi, uh, similar to how we saw an extremist fighter and a Black Widow fighting. That would have been a cool nod to kind of set up Thor Love and Thunder with more Valkyrie coming. Uh, it's been reported that Chris Himesworth has signed on for three more movies as well. Now let's talk about What If. Uh, season 2 will feature more characters and less death. Uh, head writer A.C. Bradley went on to say, um, a second season of Marvel's Studios Multiverse Anthology has been confirmed from some time, um, and according to Bradley, every episode of Season 2 has already been written. Uh, the writer indicated that the series will start to focus on new characters and will be able to pull ideas from Phase 4. Um, and that's interesting, too, because we know with some of the, the actors, they shot some of their their lines, recorded some of their lines during Endgame and Infinity War. I believe Seth Green was the one that came out and said all of his lines for Howard the Duck were shot way back when. So Marvel Studios is definitely planning ahead when it comes to these animated series. Now, AC Bradley also went on to say, going into the second season... We're sticking with anthology form, and it's going to be all new stories, lots of fun, new heroes, 
and pulling more from Phase 4 than we're obviously able to this season. Hopefully we will see hints of Eternals and Shang-Chi and the Black Widow characters. The fun of What If is what we get to explore, is we get to explore the entire infinite multiverse. So we try and bounce around as much as we can. I want to play with all these characters, and as much as I love Captain Carter, we've got to share the love. I'm very excited to show new worlds, new heroes. Uh, Bradley also hints that Season 2 may not be quite as dark as Season 1, or at least may not kill off characters as many times. She noted that while many of the first season episodes featured big let's in the world, let's kill everyone arcs, but also says the next season is more character driven. She hopes the series can show a different side to characters that people don't expect and hopefully they can relate to. Bradley also added that what if it's not designed to set Avengers 5 and emphasized how she approached the series as an opportunity to focus on entertaining and exploring what MCU heroes mean to us. She went on to say is, when I took the job, one of my rules was let's be free. We're in the multiverse. We should be as free as can be and go and run into the wild, into the stories that the movies will never do, into the stories the TV shows will never do, and show both Disney and the fans all the possibilities of these characters. Um, and another thing, too, that, that came out was that Chad Bo Chadwick Boseman originally was to lead a T'Challa Star-Lord what-if spinoff. Uh, so, you know, who knows how they're going to get that going forward. I love the episode of T'Challa Star-Lord What If. Um, you know, I was looking forward, you know, I will be looking forward to seeing more if, if that was possible. Um, but it's sad to hear that they won't be able to do that. Um, director Brian Andrews discussed the original plans in an interview with Variety. He did confirm the original plans before his untimely death. Brian Andrews went on to say, I don't know if he knew this. But there was planning to have Star-Lord T'Challa spinoff into his own show with that universe and that crew and that whole thing. We were all very excited. We know he would have loved it too. And then, you know, he passed. And so that's all in limbo. So who knows, maybe one day. Andrew also went on to discuss Thanos' controversial death so quickly at the hands of, of Ultron uh, Vision. Well, I think Thanos is pretty badass on his own. And I think it's important for everyone to remember... That it's infinite possibilities. So yes, there are universes where Thanos maybe didn't get his act together and isn't quite as badass as we thought. Or he was on the verge and was defeated in a different way. I'm sure there's a universe where Thor aimed for the head. And I'm sure there are probably hundreds of universes where Thanos steps out of the gate to see Infinity Ultron and he just destroys that droid. That was one particular story that played out that one specific way to allow this certain thing to be achieved. And for that to happen, I think that particular Thanos just maybe was a little bit full of hubris. He didn't check where he was going in advance and he was a little ill-prepared. But I don't think that means the only way that particular situation ever played out by a long shot. Uh, Brian Andrews also discussed playing tribute to Jack Kirby in What If. He went on to say, I just want to do it forever and I've always been bummed that they haven't done the Kirby Crackle on live action movies. So I was like, we're doing it here, guys. Everyone's like, yay. I think now that we've done it and it looks amazing, I'm hoping that whatever weird thing that the visual effects people have been avoiding it for is over. I don't know why they would. Come on, guys. Bring it. Bring it together. So we'll see. Maybe it's a new era of visual effects. Kevin Feige has also teased live action spinoffs of Marvel Studios' What If. I really believe that the, the deepening fictional mythologies in a way to appreciate them more is a way to understand them more. Look at them in a different way. 
They've got now two seasons of What If, ideas underway that, that some of the best storytelling we've ever had that you may see spin into other mediums. It's really the most uniquely beautiful animated series I've been in a long time. I've seen in a long time. There's also heavy rumors, too, um, going along with what Kevin Feige said, that Captain Carter may appear in Doctor Strange Multi-Madness. So that may be the first hint of live-action spinoffs from What If. Now let's talk about Quantumania. Judy Greer on Return of Maggie Lang. She says, I haven't been told anything, so I guess I'm not in it. I'm actually not. I'm terrible at keeping secrets. I've, I always tell people, like, just don't tell me if you don't want me to tell everyone. No one was contacted me, uh, and I feel free to print that, um, that I'm very available and willing to go. Also, Evangeline Lilly on Jeff Loveness, the writer of Third Ant-Man film. She went on to say, I think he is phenomenal. I think he's one of the best writers we ever have. I think he's got an incredible mastery of voice. So on the page, I could hear all the characters, and I knew that he'd really kind of harnessed each person's unique personality. I just think that it's going to be really special. I think it has the chance to be the best one we've done yet. Lily also addressed the science of the multiverse. Uh, she spoke about chaos theory, specifically while praising the Quantumania script. Uh, the science geek in me loves the element of how smart they are and how they tackle such enormous topics that most kind of fluff popcorn movies are not going to tackle. They tackle chaos theory that's really brave and really bold and really cool. And the fact that when we explore the two sides to chaos theory, it's two sides of the same person is so good. Also, the last thing regarding uh, Quantumania is that it looks like Bill Murray is in the film. It was based on a new casting listing originally. Um, then in an interview... Uh, Bill Murray sort of confirmed it himself. It will be interesting to see who Bill Mer Mil uh, who Bill Murray does play. Um, will he play an older Scott Lang? Will he play Scott Lang's father? Will he play some cameo type role? Um, but I'm interested to see what that happens to be. Hey, maybe there's some kind of Ghostbusters crossover since, you know, Paul Rudd is in the new Ghostbusters and now Bill Murray is going to be in the new Ant-Man Quantumania. Now let's talk about Agatha Harkness series. Um, it's been rumored that it's in development at Marvel Studios. Uh, according to the trade report, the series will be written by WandaVision head scribe Jay Schaefer, uh, who signed a big deal with the studio earlier this year. Han's character Agnes was revealed late in WandaVision season to be Agatha Harkness, an old witch who has thrived by stealing power from other witches. When we last saw her, she seemed to have her memory wiped by Wanda, but there was definitely a promise of more stories to come. Um, it was also reported that Han's series deal is, in fact, part of a larger deal with Marvel Studios. That's interesting. The deal not only encompasses Han's Harkness appearing in more Disney Plus projects, it also sets the character up to appear in future films. Now, we know Fantastic Four is coming, so will she be that nanny for the Richards family? So we'll see what happens. Will it be, you know, part of Fantastic Four um, with them going the whole uh, mystical route and everything like that? Will she show up Multiverse of Madness? Will she show up in Blade? Um, you know, any of the fallout from uh, Eternals and the Black Knight, you know, possibly. You know, we're going to have vampires, we're going to have werewolves, more witches, so who knows. Now let's address Armor Wars. The working title is Rigatoni. Um, I wonder if that, you know, has any clues towards Justin Hammer coming back. I don't know. But I would to see Justin Hammer back in Armor Wars. Uh, but Don Chino went on to, to say some comments about Armor Wars. He said, I think the most exciting part is yet to come. 
I think we really don't have a super strong idea who he really is outside of the bubble of the Avengers. Outside of necessarily his friendship with Tony, and now he's going to kind of be untethered from all that. So it's an opportunity to really kind of discover who he is in a way uh, that we have not had before with concentrated time and focus on Rhodey and Rhodey's journey and hopefully some stuff about his past. And, you know, teeing up some things about his potential future. I think those kind of things were hinted at in game where this character might go and the things might be in the offing for him. It's very early in the process of Armor Wars. We, we just hired my boy Yasir, which I'm very excited about. A great guy, a lot of great ideas, but honestly, we're just really trying to crack the spine of what it's going to be. Now, I'm excited for Armor Wars, uh, you know, especially to see Don Cheeto out of the shadow of Tony um, on his own. Um, it was great to see uh, Rhodey and, you know, briefly in Falcon the Winter Soldier. Um, hopefully we see him, uh, see more Hammer, um, see him going after Stark Tech. Um, also, um, possibly, you know, maybe for Power Broker. But who else, we, you know, is going to show up in that series? I originally thought myself that this was when we first would see Riri introduced uh, for Ironheart. But everything's pointing to her being tied to uh, Wakanda Forever and Shuri uh, as her, as her uh, surrogate mentor for Tony Stark. Since Tony Stark is no longer on the MCU. Now let's talk about Avengers 5. Um, uh, uh, Eternals producer Nate Moore was talking about Avengers 5 during the Eternals press tour. I think you can or you cannot. You know what I mean? I can, and I think Avengers 4 was called Endgame for a reason. We haven't really talked in a real way about what an Avengers 5 would, would, would be even. We could build it towards or we could just say, here, here, or hey, here's a standalone Avengers movie. And I think as long as the story was strong and interesting, enough people will come and see it. We're kind of nerds, so we like to build towards things. And we like to spread crumbs and see where they come. But yeah, I think audiences also kind of want to be surprised. So to some degree, we don't want to say, you saw that trick. Let's do that trick again. What's the new way to surprise people if and when we did an Avengers movie? What would be the funniest version of that? Um, also, too, when discussing the potential of Jonathan Manger's King the Conqueror, becoming the franchise's next main antagonist, the Marvel Studios producer didn't give a clear answer, but teased the world is their oyster with his new film. He went on to say, it could be anything. Do you go the opposite and make the stakes really personal and small? Because what's bigger than Endgame? You know what I mean? How do we make the stakes bigger than that? The universe is going to collapse, I don't know. Or is it there another way where, oh, here's a really clever mission, impossible style Avengers movie that gets to be smaller? Again, all ideas we can play with, but I do feel like the door's a bit open and audiences will be kind of game to follow us. Now let's get into some rumors. The first one is Echo, uh, a rumor that Marvel Studios' uh, Disney Plus streaming series Echo will see much of the cast of Netflix's Daredevil return. Um, so there's some more Charlie Cox breadcrumbs. Um, hopefully that is focused on Echo and doesn't end up being Daredevil Season 4. I think Marvel should definitely focus on Echo. Uh, it's her show, her series, and not focus so much on the Daredevil characters. Um, there is some more rumors around the Marvel Netflix characters. I've already alluded to Charlie Cox's Daredevil, but further breadcrumbs on characters being soft rebooted in the MCU. So, like I said, Charlie Cox's Mac Murdock Daredevil, John Bernthal's Frank Castle Punisher, and Christian Ritter, Jessica Jones, and others. Now, hopefully, we'll see. Um, Luke Cage Power Man come over. Um, you know, I liked uh, Michael Coulter's portrayal of him. Maybe we'll see him. Maybe we'll see someone new. 
Um, but definitely, I want to see a new Iron Fist. And Shang-Chi did leave some breadcrumbs about Iron Fist in the MCU uh, when his aunt mentioned the, the secret ancient cities of heaven, which one of those is Kunlun. So we have some breadcrumbs there already and hoping to see that we have some more uh, coming very soon. Um, another rumor is that Marvel Studios is reportedly developing a Disney Plus show for Tionya Paris. Uh, Monica Rambeau. So a series focused on Monica Rambeau, maybe more on her developing her powers, how she's using them, because uh, we just got a glimpse of her in WandaVision. Um, there's also a rumor that the Howard the Duck animated series is in development for 2024. Uh, Seth Green to return in a Disney Plus series. Um, it's rumored that this will be re um, revealed tomorrow on Disney Plus Day. Um, we know that Black Knight, you know, Dane Whitman, is in The Eternals. Um, we'll discuss more on that on the, uh, the review pod. Um, but we know that Eternals is not the end for Dane Whitman, uh, playing, you know, Dane Whitman's Black Knight. Um, he was teasing the Eternals, but Disney has plans for him. Um, a potential Disney Plus series, um, you know, maybe something announced tomorrow during Disney Plus Day. Um, but there are reports that Black Knight was reportedly set to appear in Doctor Strange, the original one, but the plan was scrapped. Um, so maybe we see him in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Um, maybe we see him somewhere else in the line. But Disney reportedly has big plans for the Dane Whitman version of Black Knight. Uh, Secret Invasion. Uh, this is not a rumor, but this is true. This is this is fact. Um, Samuel Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson, has started filming as indicated by his Instagram. This will be his 12th MCU appearance as Nick Fury. Uh, now, the rumor here about Secret Invasion, though, is that it could also lead way for mutants in the MCU with an X-Men corrective scroll, Fizz. Now, Fizz does have connections in the comics to Professor X. Um, Fizz is a mutant scroll who was in exile because of his mutant abilities. Killian Scott is rumored to play Fizz. So something to, to be, you know, keep an eye on about X-Men and mutants in the MCU. Um, we already have some breadcrumbs already, but here's some more potentially with Secret Invasion. Uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse sequel. Uh, it, it appears that the, it's reported the title is going to be Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So if that is true, it sounds like we are going to get uh, more uh, multiverse or Spider-Verse and maybe more characters back from the first one, maybe some new characters in, in the sequel. Um, it also has been reported that Disney Plus is coming to the Philippines and other sea countries by early 2022. Um, there also, uh, was some Moon Knight news. Um, Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige is feeling good about the series. When he was asked about it, um, he, he went on to say, directors Mohamed Diab and Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, they were so fantastic. I couldn't believe my luck and how collaborative the situation was. I'm really excited and hopeful. I don't know if it will work. We took some big swings, you know. And even Kevin Feige said, I don't like to count my chickens before they hatch. I'm feeling good, but you never know. So hopefully it, it'll look as good as it felt. Now, hopefully, you know, with Disney Plus Day being tomorrow, we get a teaser, get a trailer, also get some kind of date on the series release. Um, more rumors here is that Nova and uh, Fantastic Four are eyeing 2023 production start dates. Um, another rumor is that She-Hulk reportedly set up a World War Hulk movie Eyeing a 2022 production start, uh, starring Mark Ruffalo. Um, now, this is not the original storyline from the comics. 
um, where he's World Breaker Hulk, but this sounds like it's going to be a war among Hulks. Um, so She-Hulk, Hulk, Abomination. Uh, we know that Amadeus Cho uh, slash uh, Braun is rumored to be in the Marvels movie. Um, also, it's rumored that Hulk's uh, son Scar will be in the series. So it sounds like some events from She-Hulk is going to set up a war among the Hulks in the MCU. So definitely looking forward to that. Hopefully, you know, even though they're changing up from the comics, that we get some kind of breadcrumb lead post credit scene, maybe, uh, into Century showing up, maybe. Uh, something to keep an eye on. Um, also, too, some things. Uh, original Avengers film was going to center around the Wasp, um, according to producer Jeremy Latcham. Um, so that's interesting. Um, I would love to see more Wasp. I would love to see the Wasp take the leadership role. Um, similar to the comics, similar to uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes. That's interesting to find that news about that. Also, it's been reported that Gabriel Luna would return to play Robert, Robbie Reyes if the story is well written. That's his only condition on the return. Um, I actually enjoyed Gabriel Luna as Robbie Reyes as Ghost Rider um, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. For me, that was my favorite season. So I'd love to see him come back in some form. Um, maybe we'll see more than one Ghost Rider. Um, hopefully that all roads lead to Midnight Suns. With what we've seen so far in some of the news and some of the rumors. Uh, Sony has added two more Marvel movies in addition to, uh, to Craven in 2023. So right now for Sony, we know that 2023, that Craven will release on January 13th. Um, there are two more dates that have been reported, though. June 23rd and October 6th. Now, could this be Spider-Woman? Um, could this be uh, a Sinister Six movie? Um, you know, what movie could this be? We know Morbius is, is still coming out in 2022. Uh, so interesting to see what movie will this be. Um, also, too, uh, in 2023, between Marvel Studios and Sony's Spider-Man universe, we will have seven movies in 2023. Seven total Marvel movies. That year, we are going to be spoiled. Other rumors here, Thunderbolts. You know, Thunderbolts. Uh, there's a rumor that that movie is going into production in 2023, along with Fantastic Four, Nova, and the Corey uh, project for Disney Plus series and another project yet to be named. Um, there's been some rumblings of uh, another um, Wakanda series and that may focus on an offspring of a beloved character from Wakanda. And that's all I'll say about that at this time. Um, there is also some news around the Marvels. Um, Marvel Studios is currently casting for a scientist friend in an unspecified feature believed to be the Marvels. The actor must be in early 30s to early 50s, male or female, in any ethnicity, uh, work beginning later this week. Um, and this was, this was a, some old news, so it's already started beginning. I don't think this is the Blue Marvel. Um, this may be like a throwaway role. I don't think anything substantial if they're doing a casting call like this. But the other news is is that Zay Ashton is reportedly playing Kree villain loosely based on Emperor slash General Abdan. So we know there's a villain right there. It sounds like for the Marvels. Um, hopefully we get more news of villains like Rogue or Moonstone maybe. Um, I would love to see Rogue in the Marvels. But it's good to see we at least have one villain reported at this time. Um, some No Way Home information. Um, released in an exclusive issue of Empire Magazine. The image appears to come from Peter Parker's Tom Holland first battle with Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. The caption of the image reads, Spider-Man No Way Home isn't just a sequel. It's a massive meta-multiverse outing in which Peter Parker, uh, Peter Parker finds himself fighting iconic villains from past lives 
And its creators tell us this is nothing less than Spider-Man Endgame. And so far, by the latest poster that, that's come out, um, it looks like Doc Ock, Goblin, uh, Electro, Sandman, potentially Lizard. Um, who will be the sixth villain? You know, will we see his buddy Ned turn into Hobgoblin, maybe? Uh, will we see Rhino, a version of it? Um, will we see Mysterio come back? Or possibly Adrian Toomes' is, uh, Vulture make an appearance to make it nine for the Sinister Six. Will we get a tease of Craven the Hunter? Because the reports are is that Aaron Taylor Johnson, who is playing Craven the Hunter in the casted form, is already jacked for the role. So maybe we'll have some early screen there, maybe a post credit scene, maybe just a shot of him overlooking the battle, who knows, but maybe, maybe we will get Sinister Six in the movie, maybe we won't. Uh, the reported runtime run is 2 hours and 39 minutes. Uh, other rumors here, Jim Carrey is rumored to play MCU's MODOK, so interesting to see him portray that role, um, and interesting to see how they do MODOK in the MCU. Uh, Blade is also rumored to appear in Moon Knight, um, so it does look like they're doing some breadcrumbs here and connecting uh, maybe Midnight Sun, maybe MI-13, who knows, but we have already, uh, we know that Black Knight's out there, um, and we have some others already at MCU that could lead to either Midnight Suns or to MI-13. Um, a new rumor suggests that production designer Stefania Sella, who worked on Moon Knight, has joined Marvel Studios' Blade uh, project, so some continuity there as well. Um, there was a new Morbius featurette released. Um, it did show the Daily Bugle. It did show Adrian Toomes as a vulture. And Spider-Man is referenced. But the Daily Bugle also teased Rhino and Black Cat as well. Um, so interesting to see what Morbius, uh, you know, where that movie goes. What happens in that movie. And does it tie into both the MCU and the Spider-Man universe. Or just um, in the Spider-Man universe. But this does have some multiverse rumblings possibly. Uh, with Adrian Toomes Vulture already being shown um, in the in its earlier trailer and the recent trailer. Um, there's been some talk about Dwayne Johnson, you know, also known as The Rock. Um, he is filming Black Adam next to Wakanda Forever, but he's also been frequently seen visiting the Wakanda Forever set. That's interesting. Maybe a small role, maybe just friends, who knows, but um, it'd be interesting to see, you know, if that leads to anything um, or any kind of crossover or him being in the MCU. Um, X-Men is rumored for an animated project. Um, hopefully we'll find out tomorrow during Disney Plus Day. Um, some Deadpool 3 news, though, is that Ryan Reynolds was asked during the Red Notice, uh, Red Carpet about the project. And he says, I'm plugging away. I can't really comment right now. Hopefully soon, though. So we know that he took a break from acting, but he's still working on the Deadpool 3 script. So that's good news. Can't wait to see more Ryan Reynolds Deadpool in the MCU. Um, Werewolf by Night news. Gail Garcia Bernal is joining the Disney Plus Halloween special, believed to be none other than Werewolf by Night. Um, and there you go, another Midnight Suns uh, roster, you know, between Morbius and Werewolf by Night. So more characters there, more breadcrumbs towards towards Midnight Suns. Um, some Wakanda for other news. Um, Letitia Wright is still recovering from her injury, temper and, you know, and now that injury is going to temporarily delay the movie. Uh, so hopefully she's back on the men, gets better because. We're looking all looking forward to Wakanda Forever and, and see how they change things up and 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 do what they um, what they will with the Black Panther mantle after Chadwick Boseman's passing. Uh, last but not least, uh, Disney Plus Day is tomorrow and it will start um, at 6 a.m. Pacific time. Um, 
So Disney has promised new projects being announced according to the press release. The special also offers an exciting look at upcoming titles and new project announcements. So hopefully we get dates on Disney Plus series. Um, we get uh, dates on some of the movies. Um, we get some confirmations on some production companies that we know were created, but we don't know the titles yet. You know, Nova, Work by Night, Moon Knight, Ghost Rider, Midnight Suns, MI13, um, more Black Knight stuff, uh, Fantastic Four, Blade. Hopefully we get some trailers too. Hopefully we get some confirmation on the Hulk movie that was mentioned. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, but uh, also too, they all released some movies in IMAX. And all those are out today except for the Shang-Chi one. And for the IMAX movies, that's going to be better uh, visuals and also better audio as well. That's all the news I have for this uh, week to get caught up. Um, look for another news episode uh, coming soon. Um, everyone, enjoy Disney Plus Day tomorrow. Um, and we'll be recording our podcast about you know Disney Plus over the weekend or Disney Plus Day over this weekend. Um, if you have seen the Eternals, Go check out our review episode that was published earlier this week. Um, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Why don't you tell them about the time we faced them? All right. Well, as I remember. At Avenger Headquarters.